Good afternoon, friends. Welcome to a another, yet another, grand and glorious day in the best little city in America, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Ah, twins lost. Ah! I hate when that happens. I also hate it when the game goes really fast. So what we're going to do here today uh, in this uh, semi-professional half hour of radio that we've got before us, uh, we'll, we're going to chat a little bit. We're your radio oh home for Minnesota Twins baseball. Get updates weekday mornings with Chad McKenzie on Information 1000 KSOO. And we're off to a raging good start. Um, see how this is going to work. Uh, yeah. All right, so we're here. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. It's about 325. Uh, you know, we got some stuff going on here for you. We will, uh, we're going to be okay because you know why? You know why? You know why? One, the smart cyclist, Mr. Michael Christensen, is in studio co-hosting until 4 o'clock or until, I, until he decides to get up and walk out. Uh, Mr. Smart Cyclist, thanks for hanging out with me a little bit today. From the top of the show. This is, uh, unfortunately, Michael is here to see something that most people um, don't don't have the privilege of seeing or aren't subjected to. I only heard stories about it a week ago. Yeah. And now yep. I get to live it. It's fine. It's good. I'm ready. See, and, and not to go into too much detail here, because people, you know, I know you people don't really care about my problems, right? They, nobody cares, Michael. No, no, Patrick. No, nobody cares. Um, and they've been listening to the twins and they're like, oh, what's going to happen next? <laughs> so a short twins game today um i'm happens. just i'm just not sure that twins fans are getting their money's worth on thursday afternoons they are not because i like when it's a day game i like to sort of do my business take care of some stuff you know listen to the game a little bit come in do a little radio and get out right yeah, right well and that's not happening today no and but you know it's gonna be okay okay was last week's game about two and a half hours too yeah, actually, it was shorter. Shorter. Last week, we came on the air at 3.08, and uh, right. Dan and Dan Peters and I, who's not here today, this is another, another part of the equation, Dan Peters out as he's doing the morning shift, so he's out today and tomorrow. Uh, last week, though, Dan and I did uh, 22 minutes of uninterrupted radio. And you get to avoid that this time. It was a show about nothing, I'm not going to lie to you, um, but it, was, it turned out all right. That's worked in the past. It works most days. About, <laughs> that show about nothing. That's a, that's a you might tried, be on to something there. That's a tried and true uh, uh, system. Uh, but we actually have a great show for you today, in, in, despite the short Twins game. Um, because, first of all, Michael Christensen's here, and we're going to talk about a lot of cool stuff because I just like talking to Michael. But two, uh, actually, uh, Mayor Paul Tenhaken. Is, well, you have the mayor. I have the mayor. Nice work. I have the mayor. Yes, so we'll be okay. Mayor Paul Tenhagen will be here around 4 o'clock. We'll talk to him for the hour, as uh, Larry Very King good. used to say. Yeah, so do, do you have any questions for the mayor? Boy, I think I could think of some. Yeah, well, but why don't right you jot the, down a few? Not right, after, not, right after, <laughs> not, not when I'm asked cold. <laughs> you can stay. I could. You want to stay Is and co-host? Gonna be in studio? Yeah, he's going to be right oh, here. Oh, that's amazing. I know. So folks out there who are listening uh, on KSO.com, hopefully they're listening on KSO.com. Sometimes that, uh, you know, because it's blacked out when the twins are on. So we have a radio audience. We know that. And at some point, we'll have a KSO.com audience and a uh, KSO mobile app audience for those people who are listening out there. 
Yeah. So tell your friends you and know, neighbors. Hmm? Do you know the mayor rides a bike? He does? Yes. I guess I didn't. He oh, no, a, I know that. He's an Iron Man. Yeah, is he an Iron Man? Once. Once. Okay. Yeah. I'm not going to give mean, him too much credit. Yeah. Because you're two or three times over, yeah, right? Well, I mean, if you do one Iron Man, you're good and all. That's fine. But, yeah. you know, that's that's cool. So we'll he, probably talk a little bit about he that. He gets out. Not anymore, though, probably. He gets out. I've, I've, I have evidence that he rides his bike anymore. You don't I was, know? I, I have seen that he does ride oh, his bike. good. Well, so. he better because he need, everybody needs to clear their mind a little bit. Yeah. You saw my bike out there. I rode today. I did see your bike out in the, 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 you rode twice today? Two days in a row. Two days in a row. Yes. You're like the refresh, the reboot. <laughs> I'm on the two, reboot. Two for two. I'm on the rebound and the reboot. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm feeling pretty good about myself. I saw the purple Fargo out there when yeah. I came in. Yeah, oh, that's a sweet ride. Yeah. The Salsa Fargo. I'm going bike packing this weekend. I'm doing the... Care to say where you're headed? Uh, Palisades. Okay. Yeah. Is it's that a group ride? It's a what? Is it a group ride? Or I is think it so. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, uh, our friend Andrew puts these toge- yeah. together, okay. and it's through Spoken Sport, and, uh, you know, he gets nice. the campsites, because you can't get a campsite right now. That's right. They're all booked. They're all so, booked. So he, he, he planned the 90 days ahead, and... Yeah, got it done. He's the uh, it's and you the, get to tag along with the benefits of that. Yeah, it's the That's wandering awesome. wiener situation. That's very good. Yeah, I don't know who else is going, but there's always somebody, and it's always going to be good because yeah. that it's just a good bunch of people who'd go and do that yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's going to be warm, but that's okay. Yeah, it's going to be fine. Uh, yeah, we'll be right back. We're gonna we do have news, which is good. Okay, there's some news here. Okay, and uh, we'll have a newscast and some weather, and then we'll come back and we'll chat with Mr. Christensen, the smart cyclist. For an extended version, extended dance play version of Weird Friends, and uh, then the mayor. See, that's a show right there. Who? I mean, where else I mean, you can get that kind of show on a moment's notice? I don't think you can go anywhere and find the smart cyclist and the mayor on one radio show. Well, I know that's true. Anyway, we'll be right back. This is the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand K S O O. Three thirty-five on the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO, and uh, this is a good way to get going. You can never pretend that I'm your man. That's exactly the way that I want it. It's exactly the way that I am. And you call me in the morning with your troubles, taking it downtown every night. I could never place a star that night above. Got my hands on the ground, and you know I'm right. You wait so long. There we go. Now I'm going. Now I'm going. Now I'm jazzed. Now I'm jacked. Now I'm ready to go because we've got uh, Michael Christensen, the smart cyclist, for the half hour. And uh, I just like talking to Michael. You know, we talk a lot about uh, cycling and everything. And so we should probably talk about that because people expect that from this program. They expect recreation, things that are going on, what's at, happening. What at, time you got to be back to at, work, by the way? At 3.35 on Thursdays, they tune in to hear about cycling. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt about that. And you got me all day if you want. Oh, sweet. Hang out. That's awesome. This, this day's getting better all the time. So uh, what's, uh, let's, uh, let's talk about cycling for a minute. There's, yeah. there's well, not just people. Not, when I say that, it always sounds like, oh, we're going to talk about like, dudes in like, no, 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 no. This is, this is like the recreational, transportational uh, aspects of uh, bicycling and being out there and having a good time. Yeah. I don't do Lycra very often. No. Although I don't eat I'm much capable. anymore. You are. I've seen you do it. But I don't do it no. very often. I, uh, 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 what is going on this weekend? There's, well, oh. you, so you said you're going bikepacking. Yeah. And that's the Palisades. Yeah. Um, 
is that in is that Sunday as well? We we ride up uh, Saturday morning, come back Sunday morning. Okay, come yeah. back come back mid afternoon Sunday, so you beat the rain. Yeah, there's I know, rain. I was noticing. Okay, so, so get get here ahead of that. <laughs> Odds are we'll get here Here's early. A tip. Yeah, come back early Sunday. <laughs> Did you get caught in the rain yesterday? Not yesterday. I waited out. It's beautiful. Do you remember last time I was here, though? I said I was going for a bike ride and said it looked like it was going to rain. I yep. was in the rain, light rain for two hours. I was soaked, but it was it was good. <laughs> light rain is okay. It was very fun. I don't mind riding in the rain. Some yeah. of my most my best memories are riding in the rain. Yeah. One memorable day on Tour Dakota, leaving Arlington. I think it was Arlington. And, you know, it was one of those days where you knew. it was. There was nothing you could do. <laughs> you get up, you get on your bike, and you just wait for the monsoon. And it hit right as we were leaving town. And I was riding with some friends that, friends of ours, Dan, Lisa, people like this. Mm-hmm. And it's just, <laughs> and I look over at Lisa and she's, and we're kind of slogging through. And I say, this is my hobby. <laughs> we're doing this for fun. I, I, I'm doing this on purpose. <laughs> but in town, you know, you can wear all the rain gear and everything. Yeah. It's, it's nice. Yep. And, uh. But I, I got to come back Sunday afternoon for what? To beat the rain. Oh, just to beat the rain. Yeah, because you you're going to miss the good stuff. Which is? On Saturday. Which is? Uh, two things. Yeah. One is men in Lycra and women in Lycra. The the do the do in Beersford, oh, South yeah, Dakota. That's a, I, I never can do that one. And I wanted to this year. I wanted to, I wanted to do that this year, too, until my knee got unhappy with me. You have a bulky knee? I got a knee. It's got some arthritis, so I had to lay off some running because I didn't want it to affect the cycling. Right, but uh, yeah, I did that last year for the first year, and and for my first year, do the do is a duathlon. It's a duathlon. So we ran a five k. Yeah, we rode bike about eighteen to twenty miles. I think it was eighteen miles. Yeah, and then you get off the bike and you go run another five k. Yeah, and and as I remember it. As I remember it, I, I borrowed some wheels from you, some super fast, awesome looking wheels. Yeah. And I was stoked. Yeah. And I knew that I had to get like three or four minutes on my race day nemesis and my, my cyclocross nemesis, Jaron DeWitt. Yeah. Oh, that I was guy. like, okay, if I, can get, if I can get three minutes, if I can get four minutes, I might be able to beat him in, to the end, right? Yeah. I got about three and a half on him <laughs> in the bike ride. <laughs> and uh, about a quarter mile from the end, I just... Couldn't do it anymore, and he was like, "Come on, you can come on, come with me." I, I suspect he might have like been willing to let me beat him, but I just once he caught me, I was just done, and I actually I had to walk. Oh. I was hidden from the finish line from some shack or cottage or something, and then once I got back inside, I was running again. But yeah, <laughs> it was it was tough. I was hoping to do that again this year, but I couldn't keep up with my running. So no, that sucks. Yeah, but well, that's that's Saturday in Beersford. Attached to that is a tri-county tour as well. So so people will show up and do the do, but people will also show up and do the tri-county tour. Which, which is a road ride kind of which thing. Which is a road bike ride, big group. Um, I'm not sure how far that is or where that I goes. Don't know about it. And, but they've uh, been doing that for a long time. They've been doing that for a long time. And my other fun thing about that event is uh, my son's out there driving the Spoken Sport van in support of the riders. So pumping up tires, making sure everything's working out right. The famed so, Alonzo Christian. Yeah, so that's kind of fun to see him out there doing that yeah so uh that is that the only thing going on this saturday no. or is this the park thing too there's excuse me are you gonna be all right <laughs> oh wait 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 i'm just recovering your cough i got wait. uh i'm on the five second delay did you get no, that cough out of there nothing. okay 
Um, uh, yeah, so Fab, Falls Area Bicyclists, of which we're involved with mm-hmm. on the board. Um, the Every month, the Sioux Falls Parks Department publishes a list of parks for people to go and visit. And the goal is if, if everybody visits or if people visit all the parks that the park puts out on the list, they will have visited 80 parks in 2018 and visit those parks, take social media pictures, tag the parks department, and there's awards and prizes yeah, and, say, you get and something for this, you some sort something. of happy recognition for that kind of stuff. And uh, so Fab kind of adopted that. And yep. in support of that, Fab puts together a monthly ride to as many of that list of parks as is reasonable. So in January, the list was a little bit shorter than the <laughs> yeah. full list, but I think we're I think we're up there hitting most of the, most if not all of the parks, and it's just a nice leisurely ride. Of course, most of the parks are on the bike trail, so lots of them are easy, and mm-hmm. but some of them are off yeah. into many in, of them are the not city. on the bike trail, and so yeah, you're wandering off the trail into the city, and basically it's a nice leisurely ride around town, seeing some of the nice routes to get to places. Um, we have and, fabulous and parks. We have fabulous parks. We have a fabulous city to ride in, and yeah, this is showing off. You know, the neighborhoods in between. Too. Where does this start this week? You know, you know anything um, about it. I, I do not know where it starts, but <laughs> go to Facebook. <laughs> That's nice. How, how come you're asking me you're questions? Gonna, he's going to have that for you. He's going to look this up and we'll have that information when we come back from this very short break with the smart cyclist, Michael Christensen. This is the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. 345 on the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. Well, I ain't sure, baby. I ain't sure, baby. Now. And we return to our conversation with the one, the only, because there is only one smart cyclist, Michael Christensen. Hello. Extended dance play version of Weird Friends with a little bit of Trampled by Turtles. Just to, you know, kick things off in the way we like to kick them with the turtles and uh we were talking about uh uh the 80 in 2018 park tour which is not just cycling it's for everybody to go and explore our great parks yes and you have been to many yes have you you done every ride no okay no you're not going to get to 80 i won't i won't make 80 well that's okay but yeah i won't make 80 either but that's a different story the, the parks invitation is for anybody everywhere everywhere to go visit all the parks and take a picture and this brought, but the Fab Ride, which is attempting to hit all of them at some point, starts where and when this weekend? Fab Ride starts at 9 o'clock Saturday at Faywick Park. The list of parks is Bryant, Burnside, Dunham, Elmwood, Legacy, Earl McCart Fields, Pasley Park, and Veterans Memorial Park. That's a lot of parks a lot of people haven't been to before. Yes. If you can tell me where Bryant Park is, I'll, I'll give you a dollar. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? I I feel like I know where it is, but I certainly can't name it. Uh, I used to work for the Parks Department yes. in college, yes. Parks and Rec. So I know where a lot of parks are that people generally don't know, like Lean Park. Yes. Uh, I know where that is. Yeah, because we drove by it the other day. Cliff Avenue. Way up on the top there. And, uh, oh no, Lean Park is the dog park. What yes. was the one we drove by the other day that's way up? It's uh, oh, right. It's in Norton Frolic. It's been rehabbed. It's a lovely park now up there by the uh, by the McKinnon Estates area. Yep, it can't do it. No, it's not there. Anyway, been to a lot of those parks. So where is Bryant Park? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. No yeah, see, right there. I can stump you. You can stump me. I should go on the ride. Um, <laughs> the 
Most people don't know where Earl McCart Fields are, except they've seen them a thousand times. Right, because they go park in them when they go to the Premier Center or yeah. the Canaries game or the arena or yeah. the Howardwood Field it's or like, the it's those uh, yeah. baseball softball fields. Yeah, in little that area. softball, like six softball fields that are there. It's the yep. first place I ever played the game organized. There you go. Okay. Um, I played at Coval Lake. So did I. After when I, I played the big game. Yeah. Well, I played like a year of softball. That's where the little okay. kids, before you could play baseball, they had you playing softball. Okay. This was pre-T-ball. Okay. T-ball so, was going on. I don't think I played T-ball. So you had to be nine I, years old to play baseball. Yeah. And that's probably, yeah, that'd be about when I started. Yeah. Third base. Knocking them down. Just taking one off the chest and hucking it over. That was Michael. <laughs> you um, bet. Hot corner. Uh, <laughs> hey, you know what I am thinking about doing, though? What are you thinking about doing? Uh, for the first time since... Ironman Wisconsin 2015, I'm thinking about doing a triathlon. So three years, it's been three years. Almost three years. And uh, Dakota Man is next weekend, the 23rd, which Dakota Man is is a sprint. I mean, this is not the Ironman, all right? Okay. Ironman takes me just a hair over 12 hours. This should take me a hair over an hour. Okay. Should. In the old days, it would take me about 110, 115. It might be like one. 30 now <laughs> okay so that's more than a hair over an hour yeah okay the so old days hour, might have been a hair over the yeah, hour so now it'd be an hour and a half so what do you, what what's involved in this swimming in wall lake short okay. swim okay uh riding probably like 16 18 miles and then uh-huh. running a 5k okay so that's not bad uh-huh. but here's the thing um i know where my wetsuit is i don't know if my wetsuit will still go over the whole body <laughs> i hear you i don't know that i can get it zip you you might be a little tight in there <laughs> so can you can you cut little holes in it to get some more space <laughs> could i just somebody said can you just safety pin it I closed just, i just run through the house say alert human sausage <laughs> it's not gonna be good that's not that's not a pleasant thought at all um any huge what else is going on what is there anything else we need to know about people should know there's, uh, we still, June 30th is still, we've talked about that, the uh, trail challenge. You can still, you yeah, can go sign up for that. Yeah, that's still a big deal. Sioux Falls Trail Challenge. Go to uh, uh, Sioux Falls, or uh, fallsareabicyclist.org. Yeah. And you can find out all the information about that. That's going to be an awesome yep. event. And, and registrations are going good for that, so that's exciting. That's going to be a, you can ride all around the bike trail, all the way around, if you've never done it, with support, with six support. watering stations and all that. Yep. Friendly people out there saying, go, go, go. You can do it. You can do it. You're a good person. You are. <laughs> it's a big family event. It's going to be it awesome. Is. It starts is. It's at uh, fun. parking lot by Remedy Brewing there, yep. right on the bike trail. And the, and the challenge is, of course, to go all the way around, but you don't you know, pick, your, pick your distance. Pick your modus, mode of, op, of uh, motivation, your uh, yep. mode of operation, your uh, transportation. And your transportation, longboards, rollerblades, run it. There's, All of prob- it. there's probably a group, I haven't heard, I think there's likely, highly likely to be a group that's going to go the 20 on foot. Yeah. There's people it, that so. do that all the time. Yep. So that'll be cool. Supported. People yeah. don't do it supported all the time. No. That's the specialness of in, us in this. You don't have a general collegiality. Yes. You know, you're not out there among, amongst friends, family, and, and, and uh, hoping, people of like mind. That's right. Like mind, hoping the best for everybody. Did you finish? Can you go? Yeah, um, right. You look yeah, a little peaked. Pick your distance so you get half tired, turn around, and go back. Yeah. Unless you're past the 10-mile mark. Then just keep going. Then just keep going. Otherwise, you're going to make it longer. Because it's 20 miles in total. Well, That's n- going to be an awesome point. event. That's a fab yeah. event. It'll be good. Really fun. Uh, the ice cream rides are going well. Sunday ice cream rides was huge success. It's Go to the Fab Calendar for the next one of those. Beautiful. So the Sunday Fun Day ride is what those are called. So we 
groups of people get together on Sunday and ride for ice cream. The destination was uh, that B and G up there on 69. But it moves around. But it moves around. Facebook is the best place. Go follow yeah. Fab on Facebook. There's yeah. all kinds of great stuff on there. Yep. Just family stuff and better, you know, more challenging rides. It's something for everybody. I think is what we're trying to say here, Mike. There is, yeah. Did you Absolutely. say you wanted to buy my mountain bike? Was I, that? I did. I just threw that in there to see if you would remember and hear it. Why do you want to buy my mountain bike? I need to move into the new technologies. Mine's a couple and, of years old now. And I, and I don't mind buying bikes that are a couple of years old. <laughs> well, I have a, 20, a felt 29er. Yeah, and that's the thing. Hardtail. So, so did you know that like the 26-inch the wheel... In, in my in my circles, and I might be in the wrong circles, has fallen out of favor. <laughs> yeah, it has a little bit. So I'm so I'm riding my 26 inch mountain bike, and, feel, and I feel little. Yeah, because all these other people are on these giant bicycles. Well, you need to upgrade. There's no question and about so, that. Yeah. So I was thinking, I wonder if Patrick gets enough oh, use right. out of his. Well, I don't get any use out of mine. To be See, quite honest. So and I saw, my... I saw a garage full of bikes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't normally sell them. Didn't you already know, buy my I wheels? I did, and that was that's been very. And good. your son bought a set of wheels from me. You are you are. I haven't very... seen. The, I haven't seen the cash for that, by the way. Uh oh. Yeah, we're on kind of a wait and see to the end of summer situation with him. That's oh, okay. sure, sure, sure. That's okay. Isn't, isn't it an installment kind of a deal? Not yet. He is yet. He is just a wee. I don't poor little college. Guy. I don't have any installments as as it turns out. <laughs> Installments okay. don't start until the first one comes in, right? He's been really nice to me lately, so maybe that has something to do with it. You have you have turned out to be a pretty lucrative person to know, or lucrative for us to know, or you we've are very helpful. We've exchanged a lot of equipment. You are a helpful person. Well, on that note, we're going to take another short break, and we'll see if there's any time left for the smart cyclist, but probably not. Uh, Michael, thanks for coming in and helping me out today. I appreciate it. Kick him out. Thank you, Patrick. Happy to be here. Oh, listen to that. We'll be right back. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000, KSOO. This is a public service announcement with guitar. Know your right. 3.58 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000, KSOO. And coming up after the news and weather at the top of the hour, we're going to have the mayor in here. That's right. Mayor Paul Tenaken, recently, not even so recently anymore, sworn in as your like 29th mayor, something like that. I'm going to throw that number out there. Beginning of his four-year term. And so this is our first chance to talk to him since the, uh, the big victory. So that'll be fun. Uh, and uh, we talked to him a couple times before the election. I just want to remind everybody, this weekend is a Teapot Days over in Tea. There's all kinds of good stuff going on there every day. Just, just go over to Tea. It's awesome. Also, it's Jamboree Days in Hartford. So maybe there's like a smackdown somewhere between Tea and Hartford. I don't know. We'll be back right after the news and weather with the Maya. This is the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. No, yo! Four oh seven on the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO, and I'm playing Cracker today because Cracker is going to be here on Tuesday at Icon.
And uh, they'll be playing uh, Tuesday night at Icon, and they've been here before. Played kind of an acoustic show down at uh, what was then Latitude 44, and it was awesome. So I'm hoping and planning to make it, but that's not why we're here today to talk about Cracker. We're here to talk about the city because the newly elected mayor of Sioux Falls, Paul Tenhagen, is in studio for the hour, people, for the hour. I'm I'm <laughs> very happy to be able to get this much time in a, in a schedule of our new mayor, who's quite Yes, busy. sir. But thank you for coming in. My honor. My pleasure. Um, Cracker was really at Latitude 44. Yeah, it was just, it huh. was, uh, 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 I can't remember, the, the guy from Camper Van Beethoven and, and uh, uh, hmm. guitar player, and it was really good. Wow, that would have been a nice, intimate show. It was intimate. It was like 100 people crammed <laughs> into Latitude. Hmm. But now you can go down to the Icon and hang out there and have a good you time. You bet, man. Um, how, how are you? That's always the question, well, isn't it? Is good. The question yeah. that everybody has, like, How's the first month, Ben? Every everyone says, "How's it going? How's yeah. it going?" And the answer is, uh, "It's going great." Um, you experience every range of emotion every day. It's a big job to step into, a lot to learn, a lot of issues to tackle, and it's a it's an odd time to take office because you're right in the middle of the budget, and, and I shouldn't say in the middle. You're at the you're at the five yard line. So you're trying to get spun up on the half a billion dollar budget that you have to present to the council and figure out all the pieces and parts of the budget. So and that takes a lot more time than anybody sees. For sure. You know, I, I, I think uh, a lot of people just see the operations of the city and uh, see how their streets get plowed and see how there's a new slide at the park and uh, all the back end of the, the budgeting on how that stuff all works. It's, you know, it's a lot to absorb, but I just kind of take solace in the fact that I don't have to know how to make the sausage. I mean, you know, there's all these, there's all these great people in city government that are just incredible. The employees are incredible. And so I'm just giving them the leash to say, keep doing what you're doing because it's working. Uh, let me lead, let me learn, and uh, give me a little grace and patience as I learn alongside you. So, You have an uh, experienced group of directors. Um, you, uh, there's a, a couple people who are leaving, but are you uh, going to keep everybody? How's that going to work? I have a great group of directors. Uh, I've got two vacancies. Uh, Friday, tomorrow, is uh, finance director mm-hmm. Tracy Turback's last day with the city. Uh, and so we have a couple interview committees that have been formed, and we actually now are starting to interview some candidates. So um, both of those positions, uh, I say that, and our city attorney position, which are both vacant, both of those are, are positions that uh, I have been very meticulously trying to find good candidates for. So... So those are key. Um, We had uh, a vacancy in our community development team and Darren Ketchum, who who left to pursue other opportunities. So Mm -hmm. there's a a vacancy there. Uh, Rest of the team is solid in place. Don't plan on making any other changes uh, with any of my directors. Big sigh of relief out over the city hall right now. Yeah, and they know that. (laughs) Because part of it, Patrick, is you know you got to work alongside people to say, hey, how do we work together? How how do our styles mesh? Um, how do you like to uh, be managed and how do you like to be led? And, and so we're, we're feeling each other out, working alongside each other. And I'm just very, very impressed and, and humbled by the quality of uh, skills in the directors. Well, and, you know, from Mark Cotter, uh, uh, Don Kearney, um, some of these people, they've been there a long time. If, if, if it was like, you know, the president where they come in and clear everybody out, uh, it would be chaos in city government. Absolutely. <laughs> and all that history that even yeah. losing Tracy tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Tracy's got, you know, seven, eight years with the city of a lot of financial knowledge rolling around in his head. And so I hate to lose that. But we also have other people on that team, assistant finance director, a guy named Tom Huber, incredible guy. 
um, 20-some years with the city, and uh, he knows the ins and outs of the finances of the city like no one. And so there's just there's a lot of history with those employees, so you want to be sure you retain that and make sure it's passed on. At the same time, it's an opportunity, and like any hire in any business, uh, it's an opportunity to move forward. When you do this, are you saying, uh, looking around to the people you know and trust and say, you know, I think you could be a good city finance director. I'd love to have you on the team. Or do you just open it up like most jobs? Are you recruiting hard or are you just looking at the full field and trying to pick somebody out of that? You know what? I'm doing both. So there's been a couple people that I've said, hey, I'd like you to apply because I think you have the chops and the skills and the demeanor to do this. But at the same time, I want to keep this position open because you never know by beating the bushes what is out there, specifically with finance. Mm -hmm. uh, You know, having public accounting experience and having done large bonding referendums, and those aren't just skills you get from a a CFO at an accounting firm. It's a very specific skill set. Very specific. And so as much as you want to be like, well, I know a good numbers guy. Well, it takes more than just having a good numbers guy. Yeah. I mean, city, public accounting is a whole different you know, can of worms. Right. There's a lot of accountability as well, mm-hmm. or, and maybe For more sure. accountability. Um, we're going to come right back with uh, Mayor Paul Tenhaken and get in some issues here as we continue. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Four sixteen on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO, and we return to our conversation with Paul Tenhaken, the mayor of Sioux Falls, and uh, we talked a little bit about the, you know, the open positions and some of the staffing issues that are out there, all the exciting stuff like that, but let's, let's get into what happened this week, and that is the whole discussion over public input at council meetings, um, and, you, you, I mean, this has been an issue for a while, right? Mm-hmm. And the other night we had the first reading, 37-ish people showed up to do, give public comment on first reading, which you, they used the public comment portion to talk about something that they normally can't talk about, which is a first reading issue. And that plan is to move it to the back of the uh, council meetings, this, this sort of open period that doesn't have to do with, Second reading, when people can talk directly to bills, just the open comment on any issue, there's some confusion about that sometimes. Mm-hmm. What is your position right now as you uh, have gone through a few meetings? Uh, things seem to be going fairly well. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody has uh, been drug out of the chamber. That's a good sign, I think. And, uh, but now we have this proposal to put it at the end of the, end of the uh, uh, meeting. What, what is your current state of thinking on this issue? Well, you know, my, my current state of thinking is that um, I'm hoping we come to some compromise on this thing. And so um, I sat and I listened to 37 public commenters on Tuesday night, which I think was a record for a city council meeting. So I'm already setting records as mayor. <laughs> no, that's a good record to set. But uh, listened to that and then uh, and spoke with uh, a lot of the all of the counselors except one who I couldn't get a hold of yesterday. And, and I said, hey, is there, a, is there some level of compromise we can strike here where, um, you know, we don't move public input from the front. We leave it where it's at. We maybe, you know, look at first ordinance or first reading. Is there a way to allow some input on that? Those are, there were a lot of things that came up from those people who showed up and had their, uh, wanted their voices heard. I said, I think, I think there's something to be done here. I think there's a compromise. And so, man, spent most of yesterday on the phone individually with different counselors and sending different emails and texts. And, 
and they drafted a compromise mm-hmm. and uh and that's going to be coming forward and i'm honestly i'm proud as heck of of what they did because it shows it's how government works it's like people are hungry for compromise in government and that's it's not my way or your way mm-hmm. it's like okay how can we work together so this compromise ends up leaving leaving 30 minutes at the front for public input it allows input at first readings as well uh, and so, you know, and still keeps it at second reading. So, in a lot of ways, this probably expands it, mm-hmm. uh, if you ask me. And so, I think it's a great. I think it's a great solution. I'm really proud of the counselors who just kind of banded together to 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 do this. And you know, uh, several people have pointed out, um, and Scott Arisman among them, who's a frequent commenter, guest on this program, and and pens the blog uh, about city government, that the chair of the meeting has a lot of control. And as mayor, when you're chairing, now if you're not there, somebody else is chairing, you, you do have control over uh, uh, if somebody's get out of order. And do you feel like you have enough uh, ability to do that that solves some of the issues that people are so fired up about? You know, potentially, I think what I'm really, um, though, I never want to stifle free speech. I never want to stifle someone's ability to come and stand up and say what they want to say. And it's a fine line to gavel someone down because you don't like the tone they're taking. I mean, that's it's free speech, so mm-hmm. that needs to, to be protected. Um, so, yes, while the, the chair can technically do that, uh, I think there's, uh, there's a responsibility, a big responsibility that comes with chairing a meeting and making sure people feel heard and listened to. And I also think my leadership style and my communication style is such that I think people are going to feel – uh, invited and heard and listened to. And I think even the first couple meetings of people have felt that, you know, I'm, I'm trying to respond to people. And there's some people I followed up with after the meetings who had concerns. I followed up with them directly. So, well, um, that's the way it's supposed to work. I mean, that's why they're there work. so they can get the attention right. of the council. So instead of just saying, thank you. Yep. And then they go sit down they're like, okay, what, what's the next step? I expressed a concern that mm-hmm. I have. What's the next step? And so I'm looking forward to bringing a little bit of a different approach to that. And, and, you know, I think that will be received well. And it could be that you don't get the mayor's attention, maybe, uh, but you get the attention of a counselor who can look into it and see if there is an issue. Bingo. Right? And, and, and the other thing, I mean, I haven't formally rolled this out yet, but I guess I am right now uh, exclusive on the Patrick Lally <laughs> Here show. Here we go. Is, you know, starting in July, I talked about this on the campaign trail. I'm going to start my open office hours in the mayor's office. Mm where people can sign up for blocks of time to, to meet with me one-on-one. So if someone comes to, uh, you know, public input and says, listen, I've had this problem. I've had it for, you know, six weeks. Nothing's getting done about it, rather than just saying thank you. Mm-hmm. And they go sit down. I can say, thank you. Why don't you contact my, my admin, Julie Wilson, mm-hmm. and let's get you on the schedule to come meet with me. And let's have a conversation about this. Well, that's uh, open time. Um, how much time do you think you're going to give to it? Um, weekly, monthly, what are we talking about? I think about? I'm going to do, uh, right now the plan is uh, four 15-minute slots every month, the first Friday of every month. So people who really want time, and 15 minutes is a good chunk of time, mm-hmm. you know, to bend my ear and say, hey, this is a problem we need to address, and not just a five-minute speak at me, but let's have a conversation. And then from that, I can take the issue mm-hmm. and bring it to the right people in the city and say, and it's not just that pub, that that, that one hour isn't the only time you access them. I, I mean, I've had people flowing into the right. mayor's office yeah. since I yeah. took office, 
and they're coming in my office and, and Julie says, hey, someone's here to see. I say, bring them on in. Mm-hmm. Let them come in. If I have time, come on in. This will just be a re- way to for sure know people can formalize that and have a, have a dedicated time if they need it. And not everybody can get – a lot of people don't feel comfortable with that and all that. And there are a lot of different ways. You can still email. You can still call. But ultimately, that, that open period, the take-all-comers period – is a town square because it's on TV, mm-hmm. right? I mean, there's mm-hmm. still something kind of pure and beautiful about that. Yeah, let me, I'll give you an example. I have seen four emails flying around today between a, a citizen and our traffic engineering department on this citizen's concerns with traffic flow and the way our lights, and he sits at a red light, and, well, there's no one else, you know, around. Mm-hmm. And, and this guy had to wait about 20 minutes for a response from uh, from our traffic department. And they have kicked around emails back and forth since. So there are so many ways to mm-hmm. access your city. And it's not only sometimes through the council or the mayor is probably the least effective yeah. way. <laughs> I mean, sometimes the most effective way is go to the department through yeah. the city's website to say, here's my concern. Here's yeah. my problem. And boom, the city staff, they're incredible. They're on it. There's a pothole hotline, people. You don't totally. have to call the mayor right, by your right. potholes, Amen. right? Yeah, yeah. We're here with Paul Tenhaken, mayor of Sioux Falls, and uh, talking about some uh, changes to public input and just transparency issues and, and responsiveness of government. Um, so let's step back just a second on this compromise that's out there. Uh, who's who's going to bring the compromise? How's this going to work? If you say that there's conversation going on, I mean, where's this coming from? And mm-hmm. it's it's you're not going to bring it forward. No, I, you know, during my campaign, I probably used ad nauseum the, the phrase consensus building leadership. And that's what I felt I wanted to do here is how do I bring some folks together who are on different sides and say, okay, you're each going to have to give a little bit and let's meet in the middle this isn't my ordinance. This isn't, I'm not behind this. This mm-hmm. is you guys as counselors want to do this. Let's all shift 20 degrees and now you figure out the solution. Here's what I think can work. Talk to all of them individually. They all said, yeah, there's things I don't like, but I think I can make it work. I said, okay, now you guys figure out how to bring it forward. And I don't know if it's amendment, ordinance, whatever. You guys, that's, that's on the council to do because that's their mandate as the policy setting uh, body of the city. But you've seen the details. I mean, they're, they're, you have the details fleshed out at this point. They're fleshing them out. Uh, I, I put it together, initial idea. I said, guys, you think you can run with this and make this work? Go with it. And so I really am, I, you know, trying to be an olive branch on both sides. Let's bring them together and then let's move this ahead so we can reach consensus. 30 minutes at the beginning? Is that what you said? 30 minutes at the beginning. Um, three minutes each. Which three minutes each. fine for most people. Yeah. Uh, uh, you, you, what was the other, what were the other parts first, of that? First reading. First reading, that's input. huge. That's huge. Yeah, that is big. I think that solves a huge problem that I have, which is if you can't give input on a particular issue until second reading, publicly, oftentimes the deal's done. People, that's what people say. They say, counselor, the counselor's on the one yard line. Nothing I'm going to say at second reading is going to sway them. And so this is a this is a way to fix that yeah. too, the and maybe th- more people, less people show up at second if they can talk at the first. That could very well be. I think that could happen because then they feel they have their voice. Their voice is heard when they're actually uh, they're actually trying to make a decision and hear from people. And so the first reading is a really important time to get in front of the council. Anything else in that major points of the compromise? You know, the, I think the major thing is the c word is compromise. People yeah. are hungry for compromise in government, and. If, if everybody's happy, you probably didn't do a good compromise because mm-hmm. everyone's going to be a little bit ticked off that they didn't get their way. But ultimately, what's best for the citizens? Yeah. And what I heard loud and clear is people want to leave public input at the front 
and they want to get to their representatives when they're still in the decision-making formulation process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This does that. Also, if we can't solve public input, which is basically an organizational challenge, there's some philosophical backing. We, we got trouble if we can't solve this one, right? Big time. We got, yeah. we, and we have big fish to fry in the city. This is one of them, but there's other challenges ahead we got to move to. We're going to come right back and after the news and weather and talk more with Mayor Paul Tenhaken. Uh, we may talk a little bit about the budget, money. You know, there's a lot out there, people. Stay tuned. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. 446 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. And we've got one final segment here, and we're going to make the most of it with Mayor Paul Tenekin, but you're going to come back, right? This is going to you're going to be in here on a regular basis, right? We just Daily schedule this would now. be great. Yeah, that would be awesome. We'll take some calls. <laughs> Line two for the mayor. That's what I want to do. My uh, Larry King invitation. Yeah. <laughs> that would be great. Um, so uh, let's talk a little bit about another issue that's been in the news. We we talked about the budget. We talked about public input. Uh, uh, we talked about Emerald Ash Bores. I want to talk about the police and the narcotics unit that you announced to what two weeks ago now mm-hmm. in that range. Mm-hmm. I had Libby uh, screen on the show the other day from the ACLU, uh, and um, they uh, are their position is I don't want to say they're against the I don't want to characterize their position, but they have concerns about. Um, the degree to which it's um, a, a addressing the low-level user or the low-level dealer, and I and and again, I'm not going to put try and characterize their position, but in terms of that sort of general mm-hmm. targeting, you've you've moved two patrol officers over to a kind of street-level narcotics unit, right? Is that fair Correct. to call it? Okay, what who's the focus of this thing really? Right. So so first those. We have, uh, I believe it's seven patrol officers coming on training in August. So of those seven new recruits, we're going to move two out of existing patrol. So we're still, we've still got a net gain of officers. So I want to make sure we're not, people don't think we're just we're pulling two from the existing mm-hmm. uh, kind of quota. You um, and you. Yeah, yeah. So they'll open it up. They'll pick a couple qualified you know, men or women who want to serve in this role. And this is specifically what the drug task force agent said. This is what we need. This is not a Paulton Haken idea. This is not a Chief Burns idea. This is what the drug task force guy said. This would help us do our job. And who is the drug task force? The Sioux Falls drug task. Sioux Falls drug task force. Yeah, uh, it consists of uh, of uh, a joint city county effort. These drug task force agents. So the goal of this, Patrick, is not to find pot smokers and lock them up, and to find you know low level offenders and you know run them through the court system. The goal of this is to try and find street-level offenders so that we can get to the next level, the dealer, and ultimately the supplier. So right now, those calls come in. Let's say you're a house across the street Mm -hmm. and there's a big concern because you think there's deals going down. Mm -hmm. Right now, our drug task force agent guys are having to um, take care of that work, and it takes them off the bigger cases. So the NCU uh, agents will be able to go out, monitor that, surveil it, and say, yeah, there is something here, um, potentially make an arrest uh, if one needs to be made. And then we'll be able to turn that over to the drug task force agents to say, hey, there's something more here, there's something bigger, we can stop a supply if we go here, 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 uh, and try and uncover the root cause of the, this poison, mm-hmm. as Chief Burns often calls it, coming into the community. So the goal then is to really work your way up the chain. That's, Absolutely. And to be responsive. This, cause this is something you hear all the time where people are saying, you know, there's something going on in my neighborhood. I call them and nobody comes, nobody cares. Right. And, and, 
it's hard because our drug task force agents are, you know, they don't have the capacity to do that. And so what we do is we send a guy out on patrol. So we don't want a patrol officer sitting and surveilling a single house and taking them out of the, you know, out of patrol. So what we're trying to do is be responsive to the citizen needs, people who have said we need this help in our community, we need this this surveillance done, and making sure we're doing it in such a way that it isn't just penalizing low-level offenders and saying, hey, how can we lock up more people because that's not the answer. You'll notice that I Our talk, jails are full. Our jails are full. We're building a new uh, expanded county jail. But there's another initiative, this, this triage center, that I've had several meetings on. It's still too early in the early innings to have that press conference, but the, the enforcement piece is the NCU. The treatment piece is this triage center. So, And that's through, uh, uh, from memory, uh, Sheriff Milstead is involved with that process, Sheriff, right? It starts the, at the, the jail. Chiefs, county yep. commissioners. Yep. Okay. Um, and so there's a lot of back for that. So now that's... Trying to keep people out of jail. Totally. Okay. The ultimate goal is I would love our jails to be sitting empty and being like, hey, we got to lay off people uh, at the county level because there's no one in the jails anymore. That is, Wouldn't that, that is be not, great? That has not happened so far, but <laughs> yeah, that, that would be great. Um, and because when you talk to uh, Sheriff Milstead, he'll tell you there's a bunch of people in there, whether it's mental health needs or drug treatment needs, who they're not, nobody's being served by them sitting in that cell. They're not getting better and they're getting, they are becoming more and more difficult to handle. Bingo. And you have places like Sanford and Avera who, uh, you know, the police find someone on the streets who has an addiction issue and we're taking them They're You know, they're getting taken to the ER to, to dry out. Right. That ER visits costing $5,000. They're not a payer. So Sanford and Avera said, how can we help with this too? Right. And properly uh, triage people to where they they need help versus using RERs, using detox, using jail cells, which doesn't help anyone get better. It's just treat and street is a is a term I've heard now. Mm-hmm. It's like take them to the R, treat them, and then street them. Three three hours later, they're back out. Right, because it has been and it it's kind of a sad state of affairs because it puts pressure on all these different units, and they're sort of trading people, but in the middle are the people and they ultimately have nowhere to go. Bingo. And that's why this is going to be, just like we talked about in the first segment about collaboration and compromise, this is going to be a collaborative approach between, you know, the Sanfords, Averas, Lincoln County, Minnehaha County, uh, Public Health, uh, the city of Sioux Falls, who all recognize this need. And we're going to come together and say, okay, enough talk. Let's act on this. Let's do the right thing for the people, because that's what this is about. Uh, Mayor Paul Tenhaken is with us, and we've been talking about a lot of stuff, uh, including drug enforcement. Um, on the note of law enforcement, however, um, do you foresee the city being more cooperative with the county in terms of, I mean, we, like you said, we don't got a lot of money. The county's got even less. Got to build a new jail. Are we, how, how's that going to work? Are we going to help try and pay for this finally? Help pay for the jail? But yeah. Is the city going to somehow get on board and try and support the county, which has to run that jail and doesn't really have the resources mm-hmm. to do it. How, how, what's that relationship going to be? Well, like? there, there's there's collaborative discussions happening right now between myself and some of our county commissioners. Say, how can we work to, together more closely than we have in the past? Because let's be honest, the people that are sitting in the Minnehaha County Jail, uh, a lion's share of those are from Sioux Falls. So what are we doing to help with this problem? How are we helping not only decrease the population, but come up with with solutions that uh, that will make you more effective, Minnehaha County, in doing your job? So I've had a couple meetings already with uh, Commissioner Heidberger on this. 
Uh, I went and addressed the city, or the, excuse me, the county commission on this uh, first week in office to mm-hmm. say, how can we work more closely to share some resources? The public safety center right now, which is shared between the police department and the sheriff's department, I don't think people realize that, but that's a great example of city-county collaboration. That how do we duplicate that and do that more? I mean, we have we have two IT departments, we have two HR departments, and I'm not saying to move to a metro form of government. I am. Uh, well, <laughs> I'm not, but I am saying there's uh, so many opportunities for us to collaborate more that I, I really get excited when I think about the ways that we can work together more closely. Mayor Paul Tenhaken, he has been in office a couple of months now, and this one is month. one month. Is it only one month? Yeah, I know. Tell me about it. Oh, it is. It's, it's only, only June, isn't it? <laughs> right? <laughs> wow, that went fast. Um, we will uh, expect you back very soon, Mayor. I would love to be back. I always appreciate uh, our discussions. And we will come right back and finish up here on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Four fifty-seven on the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO. Big weekend in the big city this weekend. Look at all this stuff you can do. You got teapot days and tea. That's going on tonight, Friday, and Saturday. We've got. Uh, let's see. Tomorrow, Friday is the uh, carnival starting at noon. Kids pedal pole, hot rod show, and shine. O'Toole street dance featuring Driven. On Saturday, there's a free will donation, pancake feed, 5K run. I should probably go do that. Carnival, vendors in the park, live music. Ah, it's crazy. And then, at the same time, I don't know why these people don't talk to each other. Right now, in Hartford, it's Hartford Jamborees Days. Let's see, they got a 5K run walk on Saturday morning, a parade at 1030, street dance Saturday night, tractor pole, youth softball tournament. Oh, my gosh. All kinds of good stuff. Tomorrow on the Patrick Lally Show, it's Friday. The Buffalo Maiden will be here. Thea Miller-Ryan will be here. Then we'll talk about politics. And uh, it's going to be a grand old time on the happy hour edition of the Patrick Lally Show. So tune in 3 to 5 tomorrow. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you on Information 1000 KSOO.